everyone and welcome back to Food for Thought. I'm Catherine and today I'm going to be talking about my past as an athlete, what it was like overcoming injuries, and how my relationship with food and my body changed when I quit my sports. So this week it's just me doing a solo episode. M is in Barcelona, so she is not able to record with me, but she's having an awesome time. So yeah, she'll tell you about it next week when we record. So don't you worry, you'll hear all about it. So yeah, I guess I'm just going to start off by talking about the sports I did when I was younger and what it was like growing up as an athlete. So I guess I've been pretty active my entire life and I've been involved in sports since I was, I think, four was when I started soccer, which was like the first sport I did along with dance. And so I played soccer from when I was four until I was 16. And the last sport that I quit, I think, would be, well, competitively, was skiing um, after an accident, which I'll get into. But yeah, my whole life for a while revolved around sports. Um, After school, I would always have practices or rehearsals and whatnot. And so, yeah, that was kind of my thing. And even in middle school and in high school, I always wanted to be part of the sports teams and clubs. And I remember in middle school just being like, I need to do all of these sports. So I tried to do every join every single sports team I could, which was really interesting. I mean, like good for me, but it was a lot. Um, And yeah, so... Obviously, with sports comes training, and when you're younger, it's not super intense, obviously, but as you get older, it becomes more intense. There's more training you have to do, more practices, more time you have to spend um, outside of practice time, like on your own time doing stuff. So, yeah, I guess I'll start off. It's kind of hard because I've involved in so many different sports I don't really know where to start but I think I'm going to start with um, my experience with dance and figure skating because I also did those along with I'd say soccer and skiing were my other two main sports but yeah so anyway start with dance and skating I've been doing those two sports my entire life and then it got to one point where when I was doing competitive dance Um, and competitive figure skating at the same time, it just became really difficult to keep up with the two of them, obviously. So I had to pick between one. And so I picked figure skating at first. Um, And then when I got to high school, I was like, actually, I think I want to go back to dance. So then I ended up going back to dance. And with sports like dance and figure skating, they're very much... I'm just going to turn them aesthetic sports. It's kind of all about the look, your costume, your makeup, um, what your body looks like, which obviously can be super difficult um, as you get older, especially. And I just remember I was auditioning for an art school and it was a dance. Obviously, I was applying for dance. And in the audition, we had to do like strength training first and then we had like ballet um then we had to do like different um combos and then we had a a solo that 
obviously we'd all worked on and you do that individually and I just remember when we were doing like the strength training the people who were like watching us just came and were like looking us up and down and I just remember feeling so uncomfortable I just felt like I wasn't good enough and I think that's kind of where um when I started to hyper focus on my body because I saw other people and I was just like oh like is something wrong with me should I look different and that was when I was in grade eight which is crazy that something like that impacted me at such a young age and going to figure skating I would say that it wasn't as intense as dance in terms of like the aesthetic of how you look and stuff but still you need to I just remember being so worried about gaining weight and I was figure skating when I was like middle school and like part of high school so I was still pretty young and I just remember being terrified of gaining weight because I was just like oh my gosh like if I gain weight I'm not going to be able to do any of the jumps anymore I'm not going to be able to like lift myself off the ice so I remember that was always something in the back of my head but I never really worried that much about my body and what I looked like and what I was eating when I was in sports because I was so active every single day I always had something to do like before school I would do like my school sports after school I'd have my outside of school sports and sometimes school sports as well so I was always doing something and I just didn't think anything of it I ate whatever I wanted still it was just a small thought in the back of my head like oh am I good enough do I look good enough and yeah so it wasn't anything crazy at all and I never I would say that I only really thought about that when I was in like figure skating and dance but for soccer and skiing it was a bit different so I never really was hyper focused on my body which I think is a good thing um But yeah, and then it wasn't until I quit all of my sports in high school. Well, I guess I didn't really quit, but basically I'll just explain the situation. So when I was in grade nine, I was in a really bad ski accident and I tore a bunch of different things in my knee. So I tore my ACL, MCL, and meniscus and got a concussion and whiplash it was just a really bad accident and I had to get surgery after and I wasn't allowed to do any sports obviously for a year and or even more I can't even remember now but yeah so I couldn't do any sports so I had to stop them all and at first I feel like I didn't really think anything of it because obviously when you're like first get injured it's kind of a shock and when you're first recovering, it's still like, obviously you're preoccupied. But I remember after my surgery and when I was like, felt very much recovered from my injury, I, but I still wasn't allowed to do things. I remember starting, I started to feel so guilty. I was just like, I feel so terrible. I'm not moving my body because I went from doing so much all the time to doing nothing at all. And I was on crutches for months and yeah, so I just like I didn't feel like I was myself. And then I was just super worried about the food I was eating. And because I was like, oh, I'm not working out. Well, I'm not doing my sports because I did not work out outside of my sports. 
Um, yeah, so I was just super worried about what I was if I was going to change, what I was going to look like, if I was going to become worse at my sports. So that just really stressed me out a lot. And I remember being super occupied by that. And after that, I guess by winter of grade 10, I still wasn't allowed to ski. So like a year after the accident, I still wasn't allowed to ski. But I was allowed to slowly move back into dance with my knee brace, but I couldn't play soccer anymore. And um, I ended up quitting skating for good because I just, it wasn't working for me with all the other sports I was doing. And then in high school, obviously there's a lot more work. So um, yeah, but then the fall, winter, sorry, I started doing a bit more dance, but I was only doing it like two times a week. So not very much at all. And it still felt weird that I wasn't really doing as much as I was used to. So I was like, oh, like I'm going to start going to the gym. And I started like doing the classic, just like ab workouts, like literal like five minute workouts you can get like the app for. And then I really liked it. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I started getting into running and I would run at school on the treadmill. And then I also started running at home on the treadmill. But it wasn't – when I started, it wasn't in – a. I didn't have a negative um, – I wasn't doing it for a bad reason. I was doing it because I wanted to move my body. I was doing it because it made me feel good. And, yeah, so I was doing that. And I it was so – like all of high school, I would say it was pretty healthy maybe until grade 12. But yeah, I was just doing it for the right reasons. I want to move my body. I wasn't doing it every day, obviously. But yeah, it just, it's weird because I felt like I had to be doing something because when you're occupied by sports and all of a sudden you're forced to stop from an injury, it's definitely difficult to just go cold turkey after. Even once you're recovered, if you can't go back to your sport, like it's so hard to just sit with yourself if you're used to being an active person. So I found that super difficult. So yeah, I was working out more. And then the year in grade 11, I was allowed to ski again, but I obviously wasn't allowed to race. So I was coaching. Um, But on top of that, (coughs) sorry, on top of that, I was um, working out because I was like, uh, coaching, like I'm not really doing that much skiing. So I need to do more. And I think that's when I first sort of noticed um that maybe that wasn't the right reason to be working out feeling like I needed to do more um or feeling guilty and then there were some people around me I would say more grade 12 who maybe didn't have the best relationship with their body um or food and so I think I started to get caught up in what they were doing. And I was like, oh, like this person's working out this much. This person's only eating this. So I was like, I guess I can like eat a bit less maybe or not have as many snacks, um, work out a bit more. So I did that. And I don't know, it's still like looking back on it, it didn't seem that bad. But I think that's just how it started to spiral, like slow and steady. Um, and sorry, going back to just 
after being an athlete and quitting, I was very used to eating a lot of food. Like I would have, I'd come home and have like a huge like flatbread with like pesto and cheese and like salami and arugula. And I'd have like peanut butter toast after soccer practices. I'd have like so much pasta and like obviously lots of carbs because you carbs are your body's main source of fuel. So I would be running on that. I would have so much of that. And then when I quit, obviously my body's metabolism at first was still the same. So I was still so hungry and eating the same amount, even though I wasn't really working out. And then that's when I started to feel guilty. I was like, oh, like, am I getting bigger? Like, I obviously I never weighed myself ever. Um, I just never had a scale in my house. Um, My mom just like does not believe in that. So we never had one. But yeah, so I just was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I feel kind of weird. Like, I feel like I'm growing a lot and maybe my clothes are fitting differently. But then again, it's also hard because obviously going from middle school to high school, your body's going to change. You're going through, through puberty. But I was just super stressed about that. And that's, I think, when my relationship with food started to change. And I still remember, I I think this this was one summer when I wasn't really doing anything. But I remember trying to do like a diet. And I tried to have like smoothies all day, like just for my meals, because I was like, oh, this will be good. And I remember just looking into other things and diets and it was just so dumb. But just because it's crazy how quitting a sport or stopping something you're used to can like change your whole perspective um, on like food in your body, like you see it as a source of fuel and it is, but then I was just like, oh, I'm not doing anything. So I don't deserve to have the same amount of fuel, which is so wrong. Like you still need fuel regardless of if you're working out or not, it does not matter. So that became, um, super difficult. And then grade 12, it was like fine. It was okay. But I still, I felt like I had to be working out because it was like my de-stressor. Like all of my sports, I would say, were my outlets and I would do them and I'd feel so much better after. But then again, I never, all of my mental health issues, I feel like didn't show up really until after I quit my sports because it's almost like the sports and like being busy was suppressing them. And so I noticed that obviously and I was like, oh, I need to work out because I want to feel like, I want to feel good. I not as I want to suppress those emotions and stuff and then yeah that summer I was at camp and then that's when my food intake started to get really bad and I was just like not having a good time I wasn't working out at all at camp and so that stressed me out I think and so because I wasn't working out I was like oh I'll just limit my food intake which is so silly because working out doesn't mean like going to the gym or going on a run, like playing basketball, going like walking around camp, playing tennis, going sailing, swimming. Those are all things that are active and you're using energy and you need to fuel yourself after. And along with being in the sun all day and like going on canoe trips, you still need to fuel yourself. And so that summer I um, was when I was really struggling and got a lot smaller and I came back to school and I like was kind of happy with myself and how I looked. And so I kept going and this was when I was in first year university when things started to go downhill. And so I started to go to the gym every single day because 
at this point I was like not even I was not dancing I was not doing anything at all so I was like I need to go to the gym I'm gonna do it for a de-stressor and I started going maybe every other day and then all of a sudden it became into every single day which obviously is not healthy you need to give your body rest days so that was not great and yeah, I was stuck in the mindset that I needed to be doing something every day because I grew up as an athlete. I was like, oh, I'm used to this. I need to keep doing this. But that was when I was in middle school and high school. Your body changes and you're not always going to be that active. It's just not possible. Your body changes so much from when you're younger to when you're when you're in your teens to when you're in your 20s, you know? So, but I still had that mindset and yeah, and then that continued, and then obviously my um, food intake, I still was like, I need to um, just keep eating less and less, and I thought that I was being healthy by trying to burn the amount that I ate, so I remember rigidly tracking, and I was just like, oh, I, I just need to eat enough to fuel my workouts, so like, I'll eat, and then I'll work it off, and then that's fine, that's, I thought that was totally normal which obviously it is not normal at all and that's kind of I guess my story on how like my um being part of sports kind of didn't force me into a disordered relationship but it changed my perspective and like maybe led me to some bad tendencies but just going back to talking about sports and body image and exercise and everything I think that both positive and there have been both positive and negative associations with sports and body image and obviously like sports can be great and like boost your mood but then again some sports like dance for example I found sometimes it was super hard to see all these girls and I'd be like oh I want to look like them like I need to be be like better and like be better so I can be like them, which is obviously not great. And I think that one thing that I really want to discuss and talk about is um, body image. And is it is it relevant to both women and men or just women? Because I feel that it's relevant, obviously, to both genders, except it is always seen as like something that only women are affected by and I was actually in a class I was talking about this how over the last two decades body image challenges have um, been increasingly detected in men which is very new because there used to be no research on that at all because it was always seen as a woman's issue and only women needed to worry about it but one big thing that men often face in sports is um like muscularity I can't remember the exact term but just like wanting to be more muscular wanting to build muscle and I feel like that's a huge thing like football and basketball soccer and if you think back to movies and um like toys and stuff for example there's like um for girls Barbie and like brats and princess dolls were often like they were tall or thinner and very attractive and so that was like girls saw that as like the ideal and for men it was like they were superheroes and like like Batman Spider-Man and they had like six packs and big chests and that was seen as the like norm for them and so I think that 
when you're like training in a competitive sport, you're training to look a certain way and to look like that. Um, which is just, it's crazy how our society has almost shaped these issues that people now have to deal with and develop. And regardless of how much you train, how muscular you look, how whatever you are, you're never going to be satisfied and you're going to want to keep going and just push yourself to the next level. And body dysmorphia is a huge thing that um, athletes develop. And it can manifest in so many different ways, like social withdrawal, constant need for reassurance. So like people in sports, for example, like um, athletes having their coaches like reassure them that they're like good and like they're like okay the way they are. And extreme body checking is a huge thing. I remember in dance, I would be standing there for how many, however many hours just like looking at myself in the mirror and when you do that for a long time in many years, you start to pick out the negative things about yourself and only notice those things. Like I remember I was in like a bodysuit, leotard, sorry, probably. And I just remember like hating the way my legs looked. I was like, this is so bad. I need to change. And then because of that experience, just staring for hours at my legs in the mirror, I was like, I'm going to change this. And I remember actively trying to do like searching up on YouTube, like slim down like leg workouts because like that's what it was like in my head and yeah just like the sports it's obviously different for men and women but I think that it needs to be more recognized that men also struggle with body dysmorphia and um, body image issues and like food related issues and it gets super unfortunate that it's only seen as a women's issue and only talked about because for men, sometimes like it makes them more shy and like they're not going to want to come out and talk about their struggles. So I think that that's something that can definitely be worked on. And another big thing about um, when I was in sports in relation to body image and eating was comparison. I was often comparing myself to others who were like I saw as better than me based on like how their their abilities and their looks and. I remember I was like, oh, I want to be like this person. So I do everything I could to try to be like that person. And yeah, it's just like you need to be your own person and don't let these things affect you because obviously you're doing the sport for a reason. You all have the same love, but you need to be doing it for yourself and you don't need to change yourself for someone else or change yourself to try to make yourself feel better it's all very like comparison is a the thief and especially on like individual sports like figure skating and dance for me were very I was like oh my gosh I need to be the best like I was always constantly comparing myself to others and even people who are so much older than me and in different levels which is just not reasonable for me to be doing that but I found that like in sports like skiing and soccer it was easier for myself to not compare myself to others almost I'm not really sure why Just moving on to how body image impacts your health in terms of, I'll talk about like physical activity first, but body image can serve as two functions. It can motivate um, like self-protection and avoidance and withdrawal from the physical activity if you're not happy. It can also motivate yourself and can like be self-enhancing. I think that one thing I want to 
kind of end off the episode is talking about how we can make more supportive environments for our athletes and post-athletes. So once you've quit, how um, we can make the environments more positive for them. And I think it comes from just creating supportive environments that limit judgments and evaluations of anyone and specifically bodies, people, individuals' bodies, and reduce negative body image. And I think a big thing would be um, parents. I think that parents obviously get super wrapped up in their kids' sports and they're always like, yeah, keep training, like go hard and stuff like that. But it can be a lot and parents can sometimes say things without meaning it. Like they could one day, if their kid doesn't want to go to practice, or like be like, well, you should be doing this. Like you should work out more. And it's the small things that obviously parents do not mean, but they can impact the individual and just it can make the individual spiral much more, um, which is why so many of these athletes become like just turn into these like different people. They come, become so preoccupied by what they look like, what they're putting in their body. And the same thing goes for like health professionals and coaches. Um, Just making sure that you're creating a positive space for your athletes and reminding them that it doesn't matter what they look like as long as they're having fun and trying hard. That's really what matters. That's all that matters. And that being open to talking to someone if they're struggling because I know in my past, there have been people who I've done sports with, and it's like very visible that they're not okay. But because they have that certain look, like a figure skating or dance, that aesthetic, no one will say anything to them because they want them to keep looking like that, which is just so unhealthy, can make situation much worse. And just another thing I think that needs to be um just another practical consideration would be social media. I think that the mass media, like TV, movies, like even children's books, magazines, um, there's a huge connection with body image. And I find that I think now things are getting a bit better, but in terms of like sports magazines or movies with sports um, players and stuff, they all are like the typical stereotype. Like, the boys are always, like, muscular, six-packs, and the girls are always pretty small. And that's just something that needs to change because you can be an athlete regardless of your body type. It does not matter. You do not need to look a certain way. And that's just something that you need to realize. You don't need to compare yourself to the media. You don't need to do what the media tells you to do. And obviously, it's easier said than done because I've even gotten so wrapped up in social media and trying so hard to look like someone and be like someone that I wasn't because I was like well they're amazing at the sport that I'm doing so I want to be like them so just remember to focus on yourself focus why you're doing these things for the right reasons and when you are going through an injury or a break from sports just remember that it's temporary and that obviously it's going to take time to get used to not being active every single day but it's all part of life you grow and evolve and things change you can't be in this you can't just be doing your sport the entire life obviously there's some exceptions if you're going to the olympics or world cup or whatever but you just need to know that it's not your entire life and not it's not the end of the world if you aren't the best or you know so i think 
yeah, my one thing is just don't let other people get to you. Don't let other people tell you what you should look like and try to limit your social media intake in terms of like comparing yourself to others and saying that can be a massive trap that many people can get stuck in and just yeah and I'm obviously super happy for all the experiences I had and I'm grateful that I was able to participate in sports but obviously with that came some struggles with body image and um, my relationship with food and I think that it's super common just not many people talk about it um so yeah I hope that this kind of starts the conversation around like Um, body image and sports and just knowing that it's okay to feel this way after you quit a sport for many years or if you have to stop for an injury you're allowed to feel guilty you're allowed to be like not know what to do with yourself it's okay it's just important to not act on the negative thoughts that you're having about yourself so I'm gonna end that off here but thank you so much for listening and We'll be back next week with another episode. And until then, you can find us on Instagram at Food for Thought Pod and leave us a rating and review. We very much appreciate that. But until next week, have a good week and we'll talk soon. Bye.